This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints on some of the world's most important relationships, the ones we have with our friends. Welcome to the Series 1 Reunion. Hello, it's Jane Morgan here. I am the divisor and the producer of The Friendship File and the voice of the questions. So if you're anything like me and you have the guilty pleasure of watching reality television, you'll know that at the end of series like The Bachelor or Love Island or um, Survivor, they have these reunion shows where they get people together to talk about the experience and what really went on and all of that. Plus, you know, I don't know about you, but when I see shows about dating or when they've got someone in like Super Nanny or somebody to tell people how to do things, I'm always really curious to know what happened afterwards. So this is a kind of combination of series one reunion and where are they now and what happened next. And so I talked to our friends and got them to send me answers to some questions. And the first question I asked, which I suspect is the one that we probably all want to know the answer to, what was it like the first time that you actually met or spoke in person after your friendship file had happened and had been put out into the world? I was a little bit nervous before speaking to Ange because I wanted to find out whether she'd be cross with anything that I'd said. I wanted to check she was happy that I'd talked about that she worried too much about things. And she said, oh, don't worry about that. Everyone else already knows I'm completely anxious and could be a bit all over the place. Jeremy and I have been struggling with diaries to try and schedule a debrief. I'm sure it'll happen sooner or later, but it hasn't happened yet. In fact, we haven't actually spoken. I got such an appreciative note from Dorothy and I expressed the same sentiments back. It was like, oh my goodness, our relationship is so important and it was just beautiful to reflect on it like this. When Tony and I first spoke after listening to the podcast, I think we were both initially quite relieved to find that neither of us had revealed anything the other didn't know about. It was awkward at first. I really did not know what to say to him after all of that. You know, one just comes up with a feeling of maybe guilt in the mixture and they want to apologise for anything, you know, that they confess they stole or anything that they're not happy about. It wasn't that bad. There was no ice that we had to break. It took a little while for Sarah and I to speak to one another after our episode aired. I think our, both of our reactions were just profound gratitude and feels weird to not be able to give her a hug after an experience of sharing that. The first time we spoke to each other after we'd done it, <laughs> we were overwhelmed. We were so excited to talk about our favorite parts and gush some more. We were waiting for this moment to sit and listen together. We unpacked and we giggled and we laughed and yeah, I, I felt closer to Lulu than I ever did, actually. It was a very, very special thing to have done. We laughed, we noted, mm, and we asked each other questions, obviously. It was just nice to hear the different perceptions and to converse about those things. I kind of was wondering what he might have thought about some of the things that I said. It certainly made me feel a bit shy. 
We went to the coast and we had a lovely lunch, beautiful view, and it was a gorgeous day. And it was the perfect place for us to switch on the phone and listen to this together. We laughed and we cried. And after we'd listened to it together, we sat there for ages talking and sharing some quite personal stuff. Speaking to Rudy again after doing the TFF was the easiest thing ever because we were like, yeah, mm -hmm." it was one of the things that we have in common. So it was really lovely. I really enjoyed doing the friendship file because I don't often take stock of where relationships are at and what a particular person means to me. And even as I say that phrase, I feel really queasy because I think it might be a bloke problem. I notice among female friends that they're so much better at expressing core values in their friendships, both with other women and with men they know. We're very lucky to be open about our feelings with each other, but being forced to sit down and pick through them this meticulously and actually think of specific examples was really amazing and I remember our our call afterwards was just full of love and nice things to say to each other but then we shortly went back to insulting each other. We haven't really had a proper chance to talk about it in in the time that's passed. Um, I I so desperately wish that we could be together to listen to the episode together that would be really special. Oz and I spoke about the final edited version of our contribution. It was striking to find how in tune our answers were, sometimes even in unison. In all honesty, I can't really remember what it was like the first time we spoke after listening to our friendship files. There was no dramatic moment the first time we spoke. And I think we both got a lot out of the focus, you know. Shanti and I, interestingly, haven't really spoken since we've both listened. I think it was such a deeply moving experience for me that I didn't need to speak to Chantel specifically about it. It so happens that we spent a weekend together not long afterwards, and we didn't talk a lot about the friendship file. It didn't need to be spoken about. It gave us sources of amusement and not disagreement, even though there was at least one, if not two, contentious issues that were surfaced. What there was was a sense that it had affirmed our relationship and it had strengthened it. I had no real inkling of the potential impact of this program. Like most program makers, when I came up with the idea, when I was thinking about making it, I was thinking about listeners. I was thinking about creating a program that people would want to listen to and would find fascinating and hopefully a bit different from other things that they'd heard. And the first thing that made me start thinking about, this isn't just about listeners, this is about the people in the show, was when I was editing the very first one that I did, and it was actually Celia and Ange. They weren't first in the series, but they were in the first batch. And as I was putting it together, first of all, I started realising how actually how powerful the format was, which was lovely to have that vindication. But also, the first thing that really hit me was I have been entrusted with something incredibly precious and I have to be very, very careful with what I do with it. And I know that might sound obvious now, but it 
hadn't really hit me until I started realising how much trust had been placed in me and how potentially quite vulnerable people were making themselves by just talking into a void and talking about someone incredibly special to them in isolation and that I had to I had to take this seriously. So while making sure that I <laughs> I didn't mess anything up, I was interested to find out from the people who'd taken part whether doing the friendship file had had an effect on the friendship and what that effect might be. I don't think it's changed our friendship. It has made us play tennis. So uh, there we go. That's one physical change. I've learned things about Dorothy that I sort of knew but were not said. And I think I've been able to say things that were left unsaid. And that has deepened the friendship enormously. I think there's a resonance to how we are with one another that wasn't there before. It hasn't been a huge paradigm shift for us, but it has certainly become fuel for more inside jokes and just things to reference. And I think we really appreciate it as like a a time capsule for how we feel about each other and something that we're going to have to look at again, maybe recreate in like 20 years time. I'm not sure that doing the friendship file has had an effect on my relationship per se, but I do think that the file itself has been like an honoring of my friendship with Marge. It's kind of got the quality of an heirloom. What's been really nice though, that I think might have changed since we shared the experience was that we've just been pretty deliberate about regularly connecting and really talking. There's been more of an emphasis on that. Doing this was really something for me. And, and what was lovely was it was a chance for me to tell Dej what a close friend he is and to hear the same back, which I don't know if I even expected because you, you rumble on for years without ever looking at the core of what makes you friends or your shared history, I suppose. I think it will probably make us see each other as the best friends that we are, actually, which we hadn't really clocked until we did the Friendship File. We often refer to the podcast. It has certainly deepened the friendship. Also much more honest, especially in the recent time, and open and communicative. We have used it as ammunition before, but on the long run, it also answered a number of things which weren't clear. So it has been really good. I think this actually revealed stuff that I already knew, but it just reiterated special, deep, meaningful aspects of our relationship. Actually seeing their perspectives and letting them explain and think about perspectives really was an eye-opener and made everything better, clearer, less ambiguous, less foggy. A lovely outcome of taking part in the exercise, I found, is that it, it made us think a little bit more about our own friendship and, in fact, to talk about it. And I think that added quite a lot to our continuing friendship. It's a defining factor on the friendship, on how you look at the person as well. Every time I'm about to uh, WhatsApp her, 
I, I'm more cognizant of the fact that, oh my gosh, this is my best friend. I do think that we both feel more connected. There's a deeper level of comfort and trust, I think. I think that we communicate very well on many more levels, many deeper levels than we did before the friendship file. I think it's been incredibly powerful. We are incredibly close and are closer because of the friendship file. It has brought me closer to Richard, but I'm not quite sure what that really means. One of the other things that none of us was prepared for was not just the overall reaction or the uh, experience of the people who were taking part, but it was the specific responses that people were getting from their own circles, from other people that they knew when they heard this pairing talk about their friendship. And in fact, when I was getting people to send me material for this reunion show, I forgot to ask what sort of response did you get from people who know you? But actually, as it turned out, it didn't matter that I forgot to ask that question because most people gave me an answer about one of the things that blew them away was what everybody else said. Dorothy and I have both been very astounded at the impact that this recording has had on the girls we were at school with. It's truly been extraordinary. Um, I think it's challenged people to stop and think hard about their friendships and their relationships with people at school, how they treated each other. It has been a sort of enormous outpouring of a combination of, oh my goodness, what a wonderful friendship you have, how touching and moving it is to hear about it, to general apologies to I'm sorry for all the girls at school that I was a bit bitchy to, um, and Dorothy and I had a wonderful back channel going where we just laughed about it and said how interesting it is that just by sharing what was going on with ourselves, we have shifted the system that we were part of. Touching was probably the most common reaction. Intimate, sense of eavesdropping and, uh, and tears. We got a pretty good dose of tears and references to welling up and thankfully also uh, a good dose of amusement throughout. Doing the podcast and hearing from other friends that listen to it has been so special and so really surprising from like, yes, mm -hmm, that's that's you, that's that's totally you, she got you. Or people that were surprised to hear different aspects about our life that, you know, one, one good friend told me um, just how much they learned about about me and and the importance of love and friendship. I was quite surprised by a lot of the feedback that we got from it. People saying it was nice to hear two males talk about each other in a way that was very open. And I guess that's something we kind of took for granted. And then actually somebody who heard it got in touch and said the first time they remembered me coming into class in secondary school, which would have been pretty much the day I met Dej, I'd appeared in the doorway of the German lesson with this very, very strict teacher called Mr. Squibbs. And I'd struck this Bruce Forsyth pose, you know, with the, the two fists, one by his forehead and the other by his hip. <laughs> and <laughs> said, nice to see you. I had friends and family members coming up to me and referencing parts of the podcast. 
which is strange because a lot of it's pretty pretty intimate friendship stuff. Probably for both of us, the thing that was most rewarding in many ways was the reaction, not so much of friends, although that was important, but particularly our children and their circle of friends. They loved it. And they loved hearing their parents uh, talking uh, about their friendship. All of them said similar things, that this was life-affirming, that it was funny, that it was touching. People found it very moving. Other people who listened to our podcast, I think they understood the the proximity of soul, if I can say that. Because when they can hear two people talking about their friendship, they gain insight, which is a dynamic that's really intimate. It will not be usually displayed publicly. I wait outside. I wait for you. Take your time I won't swim I wait outside My heart is double-sized The fact is that over the last four and a half months or so, I have had this growing awareness that somehow this this experience really has had quite important and, I think, lasting impacts on the people who are taking part. So I asked them to tell me what they felt they learnt. I learnt so much about myself in doing this. I learnt not only about my relationship with my friend, but I learned how that relationship impacted others' lives. And it was fascinating to find out how we had seen situations very differently. After 63 years of rambling about together, it would be surprising if we hadn't honed our views to accommodate the others. When I listened to my friendship file on a public platform for the first time, I've got to say I felt a bit vulnerable. And I, I thought things like, you know, what if other people don't have a, a connection like ourselves? Do we show people up? Is it exclusive? But then... I listened to Mary and Simon's and then James and Nathan's and I felt such a sense of liberation, realizing that vulnerability and being authentic are superpowers. This friendship file has tapped into that incredible superpower. What has changed, this is going to maybe sound a little bit self-centered, but it's kind of how I think about myself. I mean, to be able to see myself through somebody else's eyes, even somebody that I know loves me, but to hear the particularities of, you know, why I mean what I mean to her and why is just such a beautiful thing. So one thing that I was really interested in that Dej said, which I've, I've thought about, is that if we were together for a very long time, that he might, and he said this so politely, I could never mind, he might find it difficult that I was always on, as in projecting, showing off, broadcasting, presenting, I guess. I didn't really understand about myself because I, I always think when I'm going out that that's your job is to be a bit on. Like you don't want to just sit there and roll your eyes. And now I'm thinking real friends accept you even if you do just want to do that. So I don't have to bring my... <sighs> 
broadcast persona to the pub. But also it's highlighted stuff about me that I need to possibly work on. And Elizabeth's honesty is just magnificent. And I think that's what I admire so much about her, um, is that she she's taught me to be more honest and clear. It really made me think about how much highly Andiswa thinks of me and how much I appreciate that. I think we've learned to also just be more affirming of each other, what we feel to say, you know, um, for instance, I wouldn't mind hearing once in a while her saying, um, Bess, you remember when you quit your job? That was really inspirational. Hearing the other episodes, a couple of them genuinely brought me to tears because the way that people have gone the extra mile for their friends was just so touching. I've looked at um, other people's friendships and just had a renewed sense of how deeply I value friends and friendships, how absolutely fundamental they are to me in terms of understanding who I am and how I am in the world. And I really like that. It's one of those rare opportunities in life where you get a chance to reflect on yourself through the lens in effect of somebody else. The friendship file was quite a revelation for us. Whereas I'm happy in amongst people talking about feelings and emotions, Annabelle really finds that difficult. And by her own admission, she really didn't enjoy the process at all. And yet afterwards, she said to me on the phone, how wonderful it was to have something as a record of our extraordinary and special relationship. In fact, uh, every time I listen to it, and I listened to it a few times, I found new reasons and affirmation to why we are such good friends after all these years. Many decisions and conversations that we are having now after that podcast are merely based on how and what we want to do to improve ourselves. This is the end of this particular series. It will be back in the new year. In the meantime, I am going to find lots of other pairs of friends to take part. So if you would like to take part in a friendship file, or you know of a pair of friends that you think might be really interesting, then please get in touch at hello at thefriendshipfile.com. And yes, obviously, please uh, recommend the podcast to absolutely everyone you can think of, um, and then some other people and ask them to do the same. Because yes, our audience is growing slowly, but we could always do with more. And we, we need the ratings and the reviews and the subscription. So go to any podcast app, uh, search for The Friendship File, and it will magically appear click subscribe it is free but subscribe just means you won't ever miss an episode so i asked the friends finally to give me an overall comment about doing this and before we hear from them i wanted to say i am beyond grateful to the people who took this risk, who put themselves out there, especially that very first batch. They, they had no idea what they were opening themselves up to. And I can tell you that I have sobbed in front of my computer and I have shouted with laughter in front of my computer and I have been filled with joy and sadness and 
huge amounts of emotion. Um, so somebody somewhere in one of these answers, I don't even know if it's still in the edit, talks about catharsis. Well, I can tell you that if anyone has experienced catharsis, it has to be me. So thank you so very much for doing this. And yes, we will be opening more files soon. It was a zooming out that I needed, you know, just to to really understand what I value and what I'm I'm grateful for. This has been a bit of a dud year for all of us, I think. And so to just have that is such a lifeline. I think everyone's friendships have deepened. I hope that because I feel that I feel that going through a COVID experience deepened my friendship with Ange and with men we are the friends. Something I've been thinking about a lot surrounding the friendship file is the fact that societally we are shown quite clear instructions on how to navigate romantic relationships. We understand that process really, really well, but I feel like after primary school, we just sort of forget how to make friends, how to keep healthy friendships. And I think why this podcast is so amazing is because it really focuses on those relationships. And I think we need more of that. There's something about sharing yourself publicly through a podcast that feels very vulnerable and also sort of like you're just tossing something into the wind and I have no idea whose ears this will land on. When I miss her, I listen to it and it just makes me happy. So grateful to be able to put it out there and tell everybody, shout from the rooftops. I think that was my main takeaway from doing the podcast. Just really appreciating the fact that I can talk about this with my best friend. I can't thank you enough, Friendship File, for giving us the chance to speak about the things that blokes never say. However, maybe we're getting more amenable to that now. I feel like I could do it and it went well. To have a little readout, a little service. You'd do it with a car, wouldn't you? To have a service check or an MOT. And this is the same as that. They've fixed a couple of windscreen wipers. And uh, we're good to go for the 21st century. A friendship that is affirming, that is able to cope with tragedy and disaster, as well as the great things of life, is an extraordinary gift. And the Friendship File is an opportunity to really think about, reflect on, measure and treasure that gift. I'd do this again and again and again, I have to say, that I cannot encourage others more to put yourselves up for it. It's a wonderful journey through the past and a glimpse into the future. The music for The Friendship File is created by James Lancaster. He's one half of Wokring, and you also heard a track of theirs in this edition. You can find them on Spotify or Apple Music. The Friendship File is a podcast production.